is the president and founder of Commander Faith Miracle Ministries worldwide. A dynamic preacher with a profound insight into the word of God. Popularly known as the Lion of South Africa, the Ackman of God with an apostolic authority to prophetically lead you into your inheritance. They that dwell in the secret place of the Most High God are the one that shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty and they shall say of the Lord, He is my God, my refuge, in Him will I trust. He is graced with the mantle to restore the dignity of mankind to the preaching of the world of faith. The father to fathers, Bishop Dr. Joshua N. Simeon is a kingdom lion with a commission to raise champions around the world. He is a regular speaker at Christian crusades, seminars and conferences. He is an author of several motivational and inspirational books. No matter how bad, no matter how dry the jungle is, a lion can never eat grass. Bishop Dr. Joshua N. C. A preacher. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Are we on? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. My God, my God, my God, my God. Glory to God. Praise God. Praise God. Glory to God. Praise the living God. I want to welcome you all to the Howard of Truth, our Monday night Howard of Truth, where we discuss serious matters that have to do with what God has in stock for us with his church. Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to wait for you all to come on board. Praise God. All right. The jungle. <laughs> a lion can never eat grass. <laughs> amen and amen and amen. Praise God. Please quickly share this. Everyone that have connected, I see Dexter. Picking Dexter is connected. Uh, Pastor Bush is connected. The son of the lion is connected. Uh, Minister Queen is connected. Emily Uzama is connected. Please, as soon as you connect, just share it uh, to your friends and to those on your platform. And let them know that we are on. Praise God. Our God is good. Our God is good. And all the time, you are welcome to the Howard of Truth. The scripture said you will know the truth. And the truth you know will not keep you in bondage. The truth you know will set you free. Uh, John 8.32 And whosoever the Son of Man sets free shall be free indeed. I know we have entered the season. I call the season of free indeed. When God sets a man free, you are free indeed. Alright, we are going to be having a great time tonight. Go ahead and share it. Share the video as we get ready. We we'll get set to to listen to what God has to say to us tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Jehovah, blessed be your name. Hallelujah. Just float. Don't give me a song. Just float. Just play the key. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Jehovah, you are good. Mighty Jehovah, you are good. Jehovah, <laughs> you are good. Boy, pick it up, please. Mighty Jehovah, you are good. You are good, Jehovah. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and share it. God bless you. Uh, King Doable, you are blessed. Lindile, you are blessed. Let us know where you are connected from. God bless you, Priscilla. I believe you are connected from um, Pretoria. God bless you. Yes, yes, yes. Adikinus Beauty connected, I believe, from Port Elizabeth. Bishop Eze, I celebrate you connecting from Cape Town. Great man of God, we celebrate you. Kokiswa, bless you. Tolundi, bless you. Kado Safarante. Oh, yes, my teacher. Jehovah, you are good. You are good, Jehovah. Oh, my Lord. I know you are good. Elimarabo Shandala Barande de Bill. Kita Porosu Faramelante. Escalabande Zefarante. Oh, you are good. Oh, Idima Jehovah. Idima, Idima. Oh, Ahaji. Hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. You are welcome to, to uh, the Monday night hour of truth with Bishop Dr. Joshua N. Simeon right here in the city of Cape Town, the mother city they call it. And I know that God is set to do something new. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we want to thank you for your faithfulness and your love. Thank you for the what you have begun sharing with us at touching this episode, the first episode, the second episode, and this one today. Thank you, Lord, for your word that has gone forth that has not come back void, but has prospered in the life of your children. Today, Holy Spirit, I ask that you will unction me to function that every word I shall speak again today shall be the, an answer to the question in the heart of your children. Blessed be your name in Jesus' name. We bind any power that we seek to obstruct the our, our, our telecast tonight. We bind and we cast them out to where they belong and we release God's presence to the airwave, God's glory to the airwave, that everyone that will hear me tonight will receive a touch of your power in Jesus' name. Amen. And everyone shout a big amen. Amen. All right. Um, because we don't have a lot of, a lot of time in this uh, broadcast, it's just 16 minutes. But it's just one hour, so I'm gonna be as fast as as, as I can. And um, I thank God for what God has begun doing, the testimonies we are hearing, and I want to see if I can take questions today. A lot of people told me last week they would have loved to ask questions like I, I indicated. Because what we are sharing, uh, we are in this together. Praise God. We are in this together. We are trying to uh, communicate certain things that I believe is important at touching the church. You know, there are certain things that you don't need to learn by experience. Life is short, and your time for learning and creativity is limited. Life is short. Whether it's 70 years or 80 years, life is too short. Our ability to learn and for creativity is very limited, very important. And without any guidance, you can waste valuable time. There are times that one will just waste unnecessarily without a guy, somebody guiding you or telling you what to do so you know, you, know, you, know, you, know, you know what to do and what not to do. And so I strongly believe that what I'm sharing with us and what we started sharing a few weeks ago is very important for a time such as this. I began sharing with us on what I titled the errors of the past. The errors of the past. And then we began to look at people like um, God's generals, people like um, Alexander Dowie. You see, we have this. If you have seen this before, a lot of people who, of course, are Bible students, Bible students, they have all these, these especially those who are, um, excuse me, what's going on there? Thank you, Jesus. Okay, sorry for that um, that that mistake that was made there. People like John Alexander Dowie, Smith Wigglesworth, Charles Payham, Amy Semp, you know about them already, William, I mean, Jaco, William Graham, Catherine Kuhlman, Mariam, uh, uh, Mariam Woolworth, Etta, so many of them, A.A. Uh, Allen, Ivan uh, uh, Roberts, John G. Lake, uh, I even brought it down to our own times, people like uh, Lester Somrell, uh, and, and so many of the, the, those that have, have, have gone before us. I said there are so many things we need to learn from these 
people that history, negative history, is not meant to repeat, to be repeated. Negative history is ordained and designed to be broken. So I and and I define history again. I say, and history is the ability. I told us, I said, that history is the ability for you to know where you are coming from, understand where you are, and be able to predict the future. And based on my prediction of what we are seeing, the next generation is about to be lost. The next kingdom generation, they are about to be lost. There are some, some things that has happened before now that is spilled over to my own generation. At my level now or age there is a generation before me and there is another generation that is another generation that is under me the generation that is i'm concerned about is not much about my generation it's about the generation that is coming after me and i already told us the other time and i said to us that that ministry is not a hundred meter dash it's not a hundred meter it's a race but it's not a hundred meter race. We are somebody like all these men I've already mentioned here, great men of God that have gone before us. Uh, you you finish your assignment and it ends with you. Ministry is not designed to end with somebody until Jesus comes. It ought not to be a hundred meter race. It ought to be a relay race. Okay, it ought to be a relay race. Meaning, when once somebody finished their own assignment, as long as Jesus still tarries, it ought to be able to be handed over to somebody else, like we saw with Elisha and Elijah, Moses and Joshua, uh, Paul and Timothy and Titus and so many of them. And uh, but we have we realize that, that there's an error that is not there is an error that we have seen that is not happening like that. We see some great men when they pass on. Their ministry goes with them, and that is not what it's supposed to be. The reason is because of the next point I'll be sharing. I want to share with us today. Last week I spoke about fatherhood and the importance of fatherhood, and I want to speak a little deeper in that direction today. And when I'm talking about fatherhood, I'm not talking about just physical fathers. They are part of it, but I'm, I'm concentrating more on my area of concern, which is spiritual fathers. We are in a generation that I call a fatherless generation. Yes, I call a fatherless generation. Or a generation that possibly have fathers but do not understand the essence of fatherhood. They don't understand the importance of fatherhood. Especially because of where they are coming from. Nobody can give you what they don't know. Nobody in any way can take you to where they have not been to themselves. Nobody can give you an experience that they don't have. So we have a generation, which is my generation, that is coming from, uh, that is trying to glean from a generation that had no fathers. Or had fathers, but they were like Gehazi to their fathers. So I want us to get this sorted out. So I will be looking at what I call fatherless generation today. That's what we're going to be looking at. Fatherless generation and how to redeem this present generation so we can be able to hand down the baton of power, the baton of grace, the baton of glory, and bring back the glory to the body of Christ. Because the, the Bible told us that when it comes to issue of fatherhood, God do not, does not joke with fathers. He is the first father anyway. He is called Heavenly Father. But he also ha has other people that he has placed on earth to represent him in that category. Say a big amen. amen. And uh, before I go further, I want to establish further why this meeting every Monday night from 8 to 
to, to uh, 9 o'clock South African time. Why this meeting? Because I am concerned about what is happening in my generation. And I'm also concerned about what is about to happen in the next generation. Why? When you see the way people are dying, people are perishing, people are dying like flies, I mean pastors, ministers, church people, simply because they don't understand what is going on. So I am concerned about the generation. And what I'm, I'm going to be teaching here is not about criticizing anybody. It's not about a condemnation. It's about a generation. That God will help us to redeem our generation and the generation that is coming after us. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. God has a character. God has a nature. I think I was discussing in a meeting today and one of my friends, uh, Bishop Eze, was saying something in that direction. That God has a nature. God has a character. And until you, we learn to have the nature of God and the character of God, there are certain things we can never receive from him. I repeat again, God has a nature. God has a character. A character. And this character of God, until we know what it is and begin to align ourselves to his nature and character, there are certain things we cannot experience even though we, call our, we, we are called, we are, we, are, we are children of God and everything, the Bible says, all things are yours, but you can check it out. Even though all things are ours, but not many are getting it. Why is it so? That's the why I'm talking about this issue of fatherhood. Someone say, say a big amen. amen. Now hear this. When I talk about fathers, I'm talking about more importantly spiritual fathers. And the word spiritual fathers, you see, is exactly what it suggests. Spiritual fathers, not just earthly fathers. But for you to understand the importance, efficacy, and the power that God has vested in spiritual fatherhood, you need to look at physical fathers. Amen? amen. I say amen. amen. In the absence of a father in the house, normal father, I mean, normal family. In the absence of a father in the house, it becomes easy for the enemy to attack anyhow. Anywhere you realize, you see, it's just these days that people don't bother, don't care anymore whether, whether a father figure is in the house or not. They have come with English, uh, you know, to, to just explain away. Single parenthood and so on, no problem. But the important thing is that the original plan of God for a family is father, mother, and children. And there is a reason for that. There is a reason for that. So any father, the absence of father in any family, it becomes easy for the enemy to strike. Hence, I was telling us last week in the second episode that the reason we have too many, a lot of people in the prison, physical prison, a lot of people in the physical prison, either in South Africa, Nigeria, America, I have, I have, I have been, can I have something for my face, please? Thank you. Just get me, get me something for my face. I have been privileged to be a chaplain in most of the prisons. To be a chaplain in most of the prisons right here in South Africa. It's like we have more people inside the prison than those outside. And some of them are young people. Young people, their life and destiny is being, are being wasted. They are wasting away inside the prison. Why? Most of them have no fathers. They have no role models. They have nobody to tell them what to do. They are actually, they, are, they, 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 were, they, they, they live their life by what I call trial and error. So as a result, because of the absence of physical, biological fathers, that's why many are in prison. The role of a father, thank you, 
the roles of a father is so important that their absence in a family can ruin the, an entire generation in that family. And the absence of, I mean, fathers in a generation can ruin the entire generation and the upcoming generation. And that shall not be our portion. Amen. Ah, that shall not be our portion. Amen. So as it is in the natural, so it is in the spiritual. We have so many who are in spiritual prison. We have so many who are, you know, dying before their time. Lack of knowledge of the importance of spiritual fatherhood. Okay? is the reason why many are dying before their time. Untimely death among ministers, among pastors, among deacons, among deaconesses, among people who ought to live long. Jesus died young so we can live long. But why is this so? What's happening? All over internet, everybody is kicking against fatherhood. Everybody is speaking against spiritual fathers as if that is the only problem. No! I'm not here to join that group. Everybody have their flow. I'm well trained in what I do. And I am here to show you from the scriptures. Amen. amen. I say amen. amen. I say as it is in the physical, so it is in the spiritual. To go further in life, you need a father. Especially in the things of the spirit. To go further and father, you need a father. Very important. There are dimensions of grace you cannot carry without a father. History is to understand the past, appreciate the present, and be able to foretell the future. When I look at the past and I look at the present, we weep for our generation. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to give you a scripture quickly. Talking about fatherless generation. There is never a time in history where things are, hap are happening in church right now, in church now, in churches now, has ever happened. Never in history where it's recorded that in church they give people snake, in church they eat grass. Misuse power. You, you, you give AK-47 to somebody who doesn't know how to use it. He will turn around and shoot you, shoot you himself, yourself. Talking about the importance of fatherhood, uh, uh, spiritual fatherhood. Look at this. Genesis 31, verse 29. Something happened. Talking about the importance of father, spiritual fathers. The Bible says in Genesis 31, verse 29, that Laban met Jacob. And he said in verse 29, It is in the power of my hand to do you hurt or to harm you. It is in my power. But the God of your father, Katula Bagadaya, the God of your father, not your own God, the God of your father, spake unto me yesterday night, saying, Take thou heed that thou speak not to Jacob, either good or bad. And that was how Jacob escaped the wrath of Laban. That was how Jacob escaped the destruction. There are many people that are exposed. We are in a battle. You are fighting a battle, but you have no backup. You have no covering. No spiritual covering. But you are out there in the battlefield. Nobody in any way watching over you. The Bible said, Jacob did everything he, on his way. He thought he had escaped. 
But the Bible said, Laban went after him with all his soldiers. And as they went after Jacob, he already overtook Jacob, waiting to strike. But that same night as he slept, God left first heaven, second heaven, third heaven. The God that pride himself with fathers. The one that pride himself, he, he always boastfully says, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Talking about covenant here. And I said the other day, you can't use prayer to get the covenant. You can't use fasting to get the covenant. That you are that you are gifted and anointed does not make you a father. There is a difference between a man and a male. That a male impregnates a woman does not mean you are a man. That will bring me to the next point we are talking about now. The real essence of a father. He said, it's in my power. <laughs> he, over, he overtook him in the spirit. And God over, overtook Laban in the spirit. I said, touch him not. Don't even say any, any, any word to him anyhow or you are a dead man. We are coming back to that season. We are the witches around your church. We try to attack you. If your own covenant is not strong enough, that of your father will speak for you. Amen. Some people, that all you remember your spiritual, your biological father for is visiting native doctors, going to evil places. That's all you remember him for. Some of them are not even, we are not even there for you. But if you have lost with your biological father, you can win with your spiritual father. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He said, talking about generation, fatherless generation. This we are when fatherhood was still respected. When elderly people were still respected. <laughs> he said, it's in my power to hinder you, to mess you up, to scatter your destiny, to, sh to sh shatter your dreams. But the God of your father, not your God, the God of your father visited me yesterday now look further, talking about issue of fatherhood. Look at 1 Samuel 17 57. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 17 57, and as David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hands. Ha <laughs> ha! Verse 50, 58. And Saul said to him, Whose son are thou? Whose son are thou? Saul the king had never seen a thing like that before. Why? Saul was a man that had a spiritual father but had no respect for the spiritual father. Because of his disconnection from his spiritual father in the spirit, it became difficult for Saul to win to fight the battle that was before him. Fear was all around him. And he said to him, Saul said to him, Whose son are thou? Thou young man. <laughs> and David answered, I am the son of thy servant Jesse, the Bethlehemite. I am the son of thy servant Jesse, the Bethlehemite. 
I have a strong connection with my father. I obey my father's instruction. As a result, his grace rubbed off on me. And I was able to bring down Goliath. I pray for somebody here today. The Goliath after your ministry will not destroy your ministry. Amen. When once you don't have a spiritual father, it doesn't matter how big your ministry is. Have you not read about others? Look at them now. Look at them. What have you been able to do that Jacob did not do? What have you been able to do that most of them did not do? William Graham. Some of them had fathers. Others among them did not have fathers. As a result, they began to do things that nobody could correct them. And they ended their ministry before their time. Most of them, God's general, go and read it. Most of them died before age 50. Most of the generals. Why? Because they, this anointing makes some people pompous. Oh, I, I, I'm carrying the oil. I, I'm, God, God is moving. May you live long enough to enjoy what uh, the, the move of God. What to call the move of God. Whose son are thou? Why? That was when they understood the place of spiritual, of fatherhood. Because all these people we are talking about, they, will, they occupy these fathers, they occupy the space of both physical fatherhood and spiritual fatherhood. And they ask, gone are the days where people ask, whose, whose son are you? Whose daughter are you? Some will tell you, I don't need a father. God is my father. No. The God that you say is your father. Hear this. And I'm, I'm talking in general terms. For so many pastors who have no spiritual father. Who have no spiritual parent. I'm not among them. Why am I saying what I'm saying? God, everyone that has no such, get ready. When you have no mentor, you will encounter tormentors. Whose son are you? As I'm preaching today, whose son are you? Whose son are you? Whose daughter are you? Amen. Amen. You will realize that for you to know what I mean by a, gen a fatherless generation, you will see somebody from Zimbabwe. He will tell you his spiritual father is in Nigeria. <laughs> you will see somebody in Nigeria. He will tell you his spiritual father is, from, is in America. You will see somebody in America. He will tell you his spiritual father is in Ghana. You see somebody in South Africa, you tell you his spiritual father is in Nigeria, or so on. Excuse me, which simply means there are no fathers around you. So if you have come to the level where you are, and there is no father around you, you can call father in your own country. It's a sign that you were once possibly a vagabond. You grew up into adult delinquency. Anointed, selected, but disconnected. Can you see that? People are crisscrossing. They can't find who they can call their father. Most people don't know their spiritual root. They can't even remember when they had an encounter with God. Who and why do you need a spiritual father? Let nobody deceive you. 
Spiritual fathers are the feathers you need to fly. Fathers are feathers. I'm not talking about physical fathers. Your physical father, there is a place for them. But I'm talking about spiritual fatherhood. Why? Because each time a man loses out with their parent physically, or even lose out with God Almighty, if you can win with your spiritual father, you will gain further to fly. In Genesis 49, the Bible told us that Jacob brought his children out, those of them who didn't know what spiritual fatherhood is all about. He told them, you, <laughs> Simeon, you, Levi, you, Reuben, because of what you did, let me predict your future for you. The problem with people is that some people don't know what the future holds. You can be swimming in money, as I'm talking right now, driving jeep, and you have four before you, five before you. Ask those that went before you now. Ask them. They, 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 they will tell you. Go to their grave. You will see, born in 1972. Died in 1995. Born in 19, 1985. Died 2010. Why those who were born in 1960, 1950, they are still alive. You met them doing the work. They met them doing the work. They came and fizzled out just like that. And you think this life is spiritual, brother. Sister, life is spiritual. Don't allow this anointing to deceive you. The devil can use anything to distract you. And you will think you are on the right track until the person meets their water. No. That shall not be our portion. Amen. I am saying this because I, I am interested in our generation. I've spoken about the errors of the fathers. I didn't want to go too deep into that. Because I say to us that the errors of fathers are traps to the destinies of, the, of fools. I can't allow the errors of any father to be a, a trap to me. It's not about discussing what, what is not working. How can we make it work? That's what I'm interested in. The best time to plant a tree, they say, is 20 years ago. That's the best time. So by now, you'll be plucking fruit from that tree. But the second best time to plant a tree is now. Faith is now. So why fatherhood? Spiritual fathers. They are feathers. Number two, fathers are ladders. You climb and you climb and you climb. They are ladders. You climb on their shoulder and you will see father. You will see father. They are not just ladders. They are a lift, not a drift. They are a lift. Genuine fathers are lifts, not drifts. They lift you to the next level. They carry what it takes. Let's just be fast. So I can give some people opportunity to ask any question. If you have any question to ask, take this number quickly, plus 2783. 6703727 that is a whatsapp number anywhere in the world where you are watching this from go ahead and write whatever question you have it's actually on the live stream on the live stream there the phone numbers are there the phone numbers are there call uh, don't call just send a text message either you send a text message or whatsapp message and then they are going to print it out and i'm going to have at least 15 minutes to answer questions because there are people whose destiny need to be redeemed. Yes. There are families and ministries that need to be redeemed. Yes. I know what I'm talking about. Yes, 
I know what I'm talking about. What I'm saying may not make sense to some people, but I know anyone who is already lost is lost. But don't allow your yesterday that is in the tomb to affect your tomorrow that is in the womb. Don't allow the pregnancy that you have, you have in your heart and in the spirit to be aborted by the ignorance of today. Life is spiritual. They are feathers. They are ladders. They are instruments of change. They are agents of change. Please let me add this before I continue. I am not naive to understand the fact that there are too many fake people out there that parade themselves as spiritual fathers. That's why I told you, don't just be among those that will get one person's video. No, 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 no. Go and check my other episodes. I've already dealt with some things. It's important you know it. I said collar is not calling. That somebody's wearing collar doesn't mean they are called. I said certificate is not the anointing. There's a difference between the called, the chosen. There's a difference between there are three kinds of people, past ministers you see. Those who are called by God, those who are called by men, and those who went on their own. Many are called, few are chosen, others went. Mechanics do not allow us to know those who are mad people. And I'm going to come to a point that where I will possibly teach in that direction. That it's not somebody that the person has gift of the spirit, manifesting gift of the spirit, whether it's from the occultic kingdom or from the kingdom of God, you don't even know. That's why if the church is doing their work, doing their assignment work properly, according to Ephesians 4, from verse 10, 11, and 12, if the church is doing the teaching, equipping the saints, there will be no need for Bible school. Every church should be a Bible school. And when anybody comes to the church, they, you, they will hear what they have to hear, and it will not be easy to be blown away by every wind of do and doctrine. So I'm trying to say, I am aware of the fact there are wolves in sheep's clothing. And you can't pray them away. Why? It's part of the prophetic uh, uh, prophecy that God gave. And in the last days, there's going to be a lot of this falsehood. That's why there are two kinds of church that, God, that is being built today. Two kinds of church. One is being built by God and one is being built by the devil. That's why God said through his word. And his word confirmed, he said, I will build my church. And the church being built by the gate of hell shall not prevail against this one. Before Isaac comes, Ishmael comes first. It's important that you know it. So when we're talking about spiritual fathers, I'm not talking about just anybody coming out there because the person is wearing a shiny suit. He's a spiritual father. Some people these very days, <laughs> when they see somebody that, oh, the, 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 the church is big, or they, they don't even know how the person is doing what they are doing. They say, he's not my father, my father, my father. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I will talk more about that in our next episode. To let you understand that the season we have entered, the devil knows. He understands the essence of spiritual fatherhood. Hence, he polluted everything and he's polluting people's mind everywhere so he can gain access to truncate the ministry of so many, to destroy the destiny of so many. 
I will tell you how the Old Testament ended and how the New Testament started and why it is so. When it comes to a spiritual father, how do you relate with a spiritual father? Let me just be fast on that. How do you relate with a spiritual father so you can be able to get the best? I have, I have gotten the different side of a spiritual of, of spiritual fathers before, you know, for me, if I can counsel you, anybody who has no spiritual father should not be your father. Anybody that is too big to be led is too small to lead. Anyone that you cannot genuinely say they have a spiritual father that you are aware of, not the one they say with their mouth, the one you know for real, and I don't mean some of these John Boscos and John Boos running to some fathers. And some of these fathers are so focused. They don't know what is happening around them. That's the problem. They run to these fathers to be endorsed by the fathers. And these fathers genuinely is, doing, is endorsing them. Not knowing that they are endorsing a wolf. That's why many of the fathers recently, when once they discover that this person is a wolf, they disconnect. True fathers, listen, fatherhood is responsibility. It's responsibility. That's why true fathers, a true father shouldn't go looking for, for who to father anyhow. Because it's responsibility. How do you relate? Amen. Amen. How do you relate with the spiritual father? Relate with your father. There are seven ways you can relate, but I'm going to give you only one tonight. And that is one of the most important ones is honor. You can't say you have a father and you don't honor him. That's the problem so many, so many have. They still have challenges. The enemies still come after them, mess them up, and there is no God of their father coming to defend them. Why? They are mentioning with their mouth that this person is their father, but they have no honor of any kind to that father. Either in the open or in the secret. Some of them will say it a lot in the secret, but they cannot say it openly. Why? Pride is the order of the day. They are self-made. In Malachi 1 verse 6, the Bible says, talking about honor, how you relate with your father, spiritual fathers. A son honored his father. This is God talking here. <laughs> and a servant is master. If I then be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Say the Lord of hosts. Unto you, O priest, man of God, Methuselah. You that despise my name. And you say, where have we despised our name? Honor. Honor. Honor is the character of God. It's the nature of God. You can never attract honor. Pray honor. You exhibit it. What is another word for honor? In simple layman's language, respect. So a spiritual father is not somebody you argue with. It's not somebody who will spend three hours with you in the name of trying to help you or counsel you. But how, that's 
what is happening these days. You sit down in an office to be counseled because, because that man has grace given to him to help you. But after he has finished talk, speaking to you, you've already made up your mind. You made up your mind before even coming to see your pastor of what you want to do. So if he doesn't say what you want, then he's not, he's not, he's, not, he's, not, he, he, he's, he's a favorite. He has a, he, he, you are favoring the other fellow and the other, what, the other fellow. It's respect. Someone say respect. respect. I can hear someone say respect. respect. And not everybody has this respect. Not everybody. They are full of disloyalty, disrespect, and you, you see it by disorder. They like disorder. They don't want anything that is orderly. I call them Pastor Gihazi. Leader Gihazi. Minister Gihazi. The Bible says that Elijah had sons. He had sons. Even school of the prophet sons. But only one was connected. And they were even rebuking this one saying, your father will be taken away from you today. He replied them saying, hold your peace. I know. A, a spiritual father is a human being like you, but he's a human being with divinity in him. He may not need to be perfect. You don't choose your father. God gives them to you. <laughs> it's one whose words you are willing to respect and honor. For example, some time ago, I bought my ticket for my family to fly home. And then when I spoke to my mentor there, I spoke to my mentor and he said to me, if you have told me before buying this ticket, I would have asked you not to come, not to buy it. But since you bought it already, pray. I said, why? He said, I feel in my spirit that you shouldn't come this time. But since you have bought it, just pray. And let whatever God tells you. I told him that, and that is the next point here. <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. I say hallelujah. Amen. The next point here is, fathers are fathers. Now I wrote it here. I said, fathers are fathers. Why? Because they are fathers. When the Holy Ghost put it in my mouth, I just wrote it down. Why must you have a spiritual father? Because spiritual fathers are spiritual fathers because they are spiritual fathers. And just to clarify it further, because they can see what you cannot see. Most times, you think you can see. Even if you, are, you say you are a prophet, you can see. There are things you cannot see. I told him, I said, if you fail in your spirit, I shouldn't come. I, I'm not going to pray if you have prayed. I know so many of us who are so proud. Arrogance is our second name, middle name. When your, your man of God gives you instruction, you will tell him, I want to pray about it. Congratulations, I'm not among that school. I said, I am well trained. I said, I don't think, I'm not going to pray. I'm going to change my ticket. I cancel the ticket. He said, no, no, no. I said, no, 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 sir. I cancel the ticket. I know why. I come from a part of my country where everybody are highly anointed but super frustrated. Why? Because pride is the middle name of people from that area. 
and I made up my mind, I will not be frustrated like anyone else out there. Well, long story short, I told him I canceled the ticket. Following year before I bought the ticket, excuse, excuse me, but uh, are you depending on him? Well, the point is, no matter how many new pot, new pot you have in your house, because you just got married yesterday, you may have a lot of new pots, but somebody has old pots you cannot brag about. Somebody else has old pots and new in their own house. What you claim Vodacom Tower in Johannesburg to see, your father can see sitting down in the house. I said to him, I'm coming home this year, so he said to me, no shaking. I did it. I bought my ticket. I went, I went home with my family and at that time I gave out the cars that I, I was supposed to use. And there was some things, some arrangement we made and I, I brought about, about but call it $1,500 for a particular thing. So it was executed. So I gave him the money when I came to give to the guy. I finished and I was coming back for my 31st night. I'm talking about respect. I'm talking about honor. Hey, as soon as I came back to Lagos, he get, he, the way I gave him the money, about $1,000, $1,500, that was how he gave it to me. I said, how, why? He said, the guy that... Uh, we got that, uh, that that business that deal with said he doesn't know this apostle but something told him not to collect the money he should give it back to him when you are on course with God you cannot be under a course honor pays it may look as if you want to have your way do it your own way sometimes it may be disastrous please the number to call or to send your message your, your message or question is right there plus two seven Eight three six seven zero three seven two seven. All right, all right. Praise God. Amen. All right. I, I wish you can just. Is it possible to print it out? Because my my own this thing is not is not is not coming it's not coming up. If you can just take it and work work it up, work this out for me. And then, all right. I know a lot of messages are coming in, and I'm going to answer those questions because enough of people dying before their time. Can I hear amen here? Amen. Now, just last year, just last year, just last year, just last year, I travel a lot. I'm a traveling apostle. I travel a lot. And uh, I heard about Assemblies of God and other churches to preach in Accra, Takoradi, and uh, um, uh, uh, the other side, Kof uh, Koforudia, and all that, other places, about five churches there. And then a Big a church in Port Abuja, and so on. And then I just called my spiritual father, Papa Waloke, in case you want to know. By now you should have known, because I don't, I don't, I, I, I brag with, with him. Why? He has been a blessing. A spiritual father is not an ATM. Every time he wants you, you, he, he, he's, he's not there to give you money. If he gives you, thank God. But that's not why he's in your life. He's there to give you spiritual guidance. To grant to, to, to for you to be blessed by connecting with them. I just called him just to hear his voice and be blessed because he doesn't need to pray for me. Hearing the voice of my spiritual father, I'm blessed already. He said, Son, where are you? I said, I'm in Cape Town. He said, When are you coming to Nigeria? I said to him, I'm coming to Nigeria uh, two weeks from now. 
and then uh, one week or two weeks from now, from that time, and then I will minister in, in one or two different places, and then I'll be flying to Ghana, and after ministering in Ghana, I'll be going back to South Africa. You know what he said to me? He said, son, do it the other way around. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Ghost. I tell you. <laughs> he said, do it the other way, other way around. He said, start your journey from Ghana and finish in, 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 in Ibadan, in Nigeria, because there is something I wanted to do for me in Ibadan. I did not have to go saying, but um, daddy, you know, uh, um, actually, uh, the, the, my program in Opotako is on television, the billboard is everywhere, and blah, blah, blah. No! To show honor, to show respect, there are people you don't argue with. In fact, you don't even know, because the careless statement of your spiritual father can be a prophecy. You don't know maybe there is something God is trying to protect you from. I said, okay, daddy, I didn't. I said, okay, I will do exactly what you say. What date? You told me I didn't. I called my friends. They were not happy that I have to cancel the meetings we have agreed over some months. But I would rather obey a spiritual protocol that I know guarantees life and strength. Obey your father and your mother so that your days will be long. Many pastors are dying before their time. We bury them every time in South Africa here. I'm still going to go deeper in that. Okay. I convinced most of my friends. But this is the testimony here. I started my journey in, 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 in Ghana. Finished over there. For those of you who come from, from, from countries where you don't know what it means to honor spiritual fathers. You want them dead. It's a generation without spiritual fathers is waste, a wasted generation. By the time I finished everything according to instruction, and I went to that the, to meet with him in the garden. In that meeting, I met a man. Oh, a wonderful man that I wouldn't have met. How? After the meeting in that in Ibadan, we left. Much later, I traveled to Scotland. From Scotland to 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 England, and then I had to minister for that same person that I met there, and a whole world, a different world altogether, opened up to me. Talking about Doctor Andrew Adeleke, so many things that we, he shared with me opened a different. What would have taken me maybe say ten years in in less than ten months. It's a different story altogether. What about if I insisted I, would, I wanted it my own way? Some spiritual fathers are very, very careful. They will allow you to have your own way. But you wouldn't know what you must have missed by having it your own way. Oh my generation. Oh my generation. Who have bewitched us? Oh my generation. Oh, my generation. And all you younger men of God and younger women of God. You know the good news about this is the man talking to you here is not a local champion somewhere there. And you know, oh, uh, who does he think he is? Look at me. Is he in healing? I am there. Is he in deliverance? I am there. In fact, I'm going to be teaching you. I'm going to be sharing something that Benihim was sharing the other day. In our next episode, I will share it to help some of you that want to kill yourself with competition. 
have branches all over South Africa in all the major cities. We have branches there. And we did not take anybody's church. And that is what is killing some men, some people also. So, okay, let me, let me, please type that in quickly because my time is about to be over. Let me tell you something before I close. Let me tell you something. For some of you who are, you are afraid. Why? Because you heard that this man of God died. That man of God died. That woman of God died. The question is, are they truly men of God? That's number one. Some of them are genuine men of God. Genuinely called by God. But the question is, the church they are running, are they supposed to be running it? Check some of them out. They broke the heart of fathers. They broke the heart of some fathers. I said ministry is not business. Don't use ministry for business. It's not Somalian business. It's not Somalian shops you open here. And that, can't you see everywhere? Everywhere. It doesn't matter how many they are. Whether they are three or four. Wherever two or three are gathered. By the name of the ministry self, you will know that this one is, is, is born out of emotion, competition, reaction. Jehovah fired them ministries international. Holy Ghost turned up shoot them ministries international. <laughs> That's the name of the ministry. There is one recently <laughs> that opened in Beverly here. That's about four years ago, five years ago now. You know, when they opened, I heard that they broke away from another church. Papa Idahosa, blessed memory, great spiritual leader that understands what it means to relate with younger generation. Help them become he said, break away breaks heart. He said, however, those who break away, breaking the heart of their father, they have a, a way of paying for whatever they did to their father in one way or the other. Those who did it to Papa Idaosa, check all of them. They have, they have a cross they are carrying. Check them one after the other. They have one cross or the other they are carrying. Fathers, fathers, don't joke with them. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Amen. I say hallelujah. Amen. I say hallelujah. Amen. Honor, respect, respect. They started a church. You know, you know what they wrote in their, in their billboard? Righteousness people, church. So the other church is unrighteous. <laughs> In less than one year, the one, one of them rebelled again. They broke. They broke to the point that the place is being used by Somalians now to pack goods. Nobody, everybody, they, they keep scattering because what you sow is what you reap. Some people only live long to suffer those kind of breakaways. Others, they don't live long. They die like flies. We'll continue in that direction. Let me. A question is asked here. My question is, how do you know if someone is a mentor and not a father? How do you know who your father is? Okay. Number two, if someone was your father and mistreated you, and your relationship ended without even having a chance to find out from him why it ended, does God provide another father? Is a spiritual father one of 
one of the errors how does god connect someone to the father um i'm trying to i'm trying to get what this person is saying here but let me just take the first one how do you know if someone is a mentor and not a father okay a mentor I don't, my time is gone on that, but people call the word mentor, not knowing how the issue of mentoring started. A man was about to commit, was living a bad life, drunkard, smoking, stealing, and one day he was in trouble and he was to go to jail for many years. And then he realized there was nothing else he could do. Before he was taken away to serve many years in prison, he took his only son to his neighbor by name Mentor, Mr. Mentor, and told him, please. His neighbor was a very successful man. Sometimes you wonder why two people can grow up in the same, in the same location. This one is doing better, doing well. The other one is just a different story. He said he took the son to, 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 the, to Mr. Mentor, his neighbor, Say, please, take care of my son for me. And then, many years later, after he had served and finished his time in the prison, he was about to come out. He didn't know what to expect when he comes out. But when he came out, he saw a limousine, beautiful cars and guards. They came out to receive him. He was surprised. What is it? He said, um, our boss would like to see you. He entered the car. Long story short, when he arrived, they took him through many gates and into a castle. Everything well organized. Everything in order. And he finally entered. And who did he see? His son. They embraced each other. They cried. And he asked his son, who is the owner of this place? The son said, it's, my, it, it, it's, it's his, it's mine. How? He said, he's because of mentor, Mr. Mentor. He taught me. He trained me. So when it comes to a mentor, you can have a distant mentor. Somebody who can, whose book you read, whose tapes you listen to, Somebody whose system of doing things you like. He may not even know you. You can have that person as a mentor. You may know the person. It's different. They are almost similar to fathers, but they are not. A mentor may not be there for you 24 hours, but your father will be there for you 24 hours. Your father is that one from whom you are gleaning and drinking from. Your mentor may not tolerate everything, but your father will tolerate it. Just because he wants you better. That's why fathers are not your colleagues. They're not your friends. Including mentors. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. So, a mentor is one from whom you can learn something good. Something that will move your life forward. That is a mentor. 
something that you know you never you, you that can help you in life. That is a mentor. You can learn that thing from your mentor that you don't even you didn't learn you don't learn you can you didn't learn from your father. I have mentors. You can have that's why the Bible says you can have many instructors, but one father. Many instructors simply means many mentors. Mentors are instructors from a distance. Most of the times. Those, those are the ones that you may not, you don't have their phone number. They don't even know you. You are the one who is saying they are your mentor. Some of them you know them. Some don't even know you at all. But when it comes to fatherhood, you must know the person. The person must know you. Does that make sense? The person must know you. A father you know that even if, of course, some people have too many sons that they may not put. I know fathers who they, they, they somehow, somehow they have a way of getting to know their they are, they are, they are who, who they are relating with. And that's why I want to add here. I know some people who, for example, when is their birthday, especially those of you who know your, your spiritual father have to have a lot of other children on the, on the bed. You are waiting for your spiritual father to call you. Instead of you calling your spiritual father. Others will send a seed on their birthday. And call their spiritual father, expecting him to pray for them. While others relax, he must call me. If he doesn't call me, that means he's not my father. You can say that to your mentor, <laughs> not your father. Hallelujah. Okay, now, in the issue of if someone was mistreated, there is a, in, in one language, if there was a challenge between you and your, who you had as a spiritual father. Now, that's why I say it all depends on the circumstances that led to whatever friction it were. But my advice usually to the younger generation is this. No, whatever will make you to fall out with your father, avoid it. Whatever will make your father, anytime he remembers you, he, 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 the Bible says, let them give report concerning you. Even if you want to leave them. Don't leave them causing confusion. Let me explain, let me explain further on this. As long as a church is not a cult, people maybe have reasons to leave. Out of offense, out of whatever. But hear this. Most churches have policies. And people don't kick against policies when they are in the ministry. Or when they have a problem with the ministry, they can kick against the policy. Not knowing that kicking against the policy is breaking a covenant. Let me explain what I mean. There is a, ministry, a church in our country, a big church, one of the biggest churches, have about 50,000 sisters auditorium and out there in order. They have a policy. Open the policy of some sort. And the policy is if you want to leave the spiritual covering and the ministry, especially those who are past, who are ministers in their in their assembly, in their mission, they have a condition. You leave if you say you want to leave, you are free to leave. But don't you start a walk where you have pastored. By so doing, 
Even if, whether you like to relate with them or not, it doesn't matter. But you will still maintain a relationship with them. Because if you want to close any door in this life, sister, don't close it too closely. Don't close it too hard. You may need to pass through that door tomorrow. It doesn't matter what it is that happened between you and anybody. Don't shut any door too, too hard. You may need to pass through that door tomorrow. Therefore, they said, don't you... Why? Don't send mixed signals. Don't make it look as if we are into competition and all that and all that. Go to a place. Paul said, I won't go to where somebody else has built or where whatever, whatever, less. I'll be building on another man's whatever. If truly God has called you, go to a different city. And let the God that has called you make things happen there. But what people do is, in the same city where they are, they convince people to leave the church and follow them. And I am a living witness. We just buried one the other day. Doing great in that ministry. Whatever is his anger, whatever, it doesn't matter. Why not obey what you agreed on? He started his, oh, that's left, he started his church in that same city. Pastoring 5,000 before 10,000. Now, even up to, able to move to 100 people and 150 people for over 10 years. It's not, it, it, can, it couldn't do it. Then title began to come. You know, people use title to cover up. Today you are apostle. Tomorrow you are, you are apostle senior. Then the other day you become, you become a right and left reverend doctor. Then you add bishop on top. And then add bishop. And then add um, um, cardinal. Don't break anything you are doing with fathers. Let your have a con let me use you just use this scripture in the book of Acts. Have a conscience void of offense towards man and towards God. Never, ever. And as I, I shall just conclude on that, do you know that how you live a ministry matters a lot? John the Baptist introduced Jesus. I'm not fit to touch his, the less of his shoes. That's John talking. But not much later, when John had a little problem, he was offended in Jesus. And when John, John now began to say a different thing, go and ask him, is he the man to come or should we look for another? Jesus is somebody who psych, he, he hears what you are saying and what you are not saying. He said, go and tell John, the blind see, the deaf hear, and the dumb speak. Blessed are they who are not offended in me. And that was how the end, John's ministry ended. Offense. Never you allow offense to, to come between you and where you have been. It's important. It's important. Okay. And so, if you live in peace, the way you made them in peace, wherever you are going to, God can, God can Give you an adopted father. That's what it is. However it is, it doesn't matter. But the point is, you must understand the protocols of relating with fathers. Because these very days, people are changing fathers like they are changing, they are changing napkin. Somebody else asked a question on the current message of fathers. Regarding widows and those who had children before marriage. How to raise those children and how Will spiritual fathers, father assist on day-to-day -day issues 
of reprimanding the children. Um, uh, this is uh, one of the sisters sister, uh, that wrote Sister Somi also. Um, sister Somi, um, it's two things we're talking about here. I, today, was talking about spiritual fathers. And of course, you know there are different levels of fathers. We have heavenly father, we have biological father, we have spiritual, we have spiritual fathers, we have biological fathers, we have stepfathers. So, in case, what we are talking about here now is issue of stepfathers. Which means, the person is not directly their father. Because the mother possibly had a child, the child before they got married. So, that is issue of uh, uh, um, stepfatherhood. Now, um, I strongly advise, and I usually tell people, that um, when you are getting when you are getting into marriage, we are in maybe somebody is divorced or somebody is a widow. The person is important. The person knows all these things in advance, so they will know what they are getting into. If the person is a widow or divorced or not a widow, not a, not divorced, but you have kids, those things are not things you should talk about after you are already married. Is that okay? In fact, I always tell ladies, when the man is still head over heel in love with you, you know, the, the, somebody said that love is the feeling you feel when you feel like feeling, feeling. <laughs> so when the man is still feeling those feelings, that's the best time to tell him everything. Uh, I have a child. I have. Uh, if they have 10, tell him that time. He will tell you, oh, forget about no problem. No problem. <laughs> and so, um, uh, just to answer the question, the spiritual fathers do not do a day-to-day day-to-day how do you put it here? Reprimanding of, of the children. That's not the duty of the spiritual fathers. It's the duty of the biological fathers and stepfathers. Now, if the stepfather is not there and the biological father is not there, then that is what is called single parent parenthood. And I want every single parent to know that if you are a single parent, it simply means the the, the arms and the, the, the responsibility of a father and a mother is on you. And the advice for those who are, who are, who are single parents is this. Know when to be firm, know when to be soft. So you can raise up a good ch your children. Know when to be firm, know when to be soft. So, the, uh, to answer you again, she said regarding widows and those who had children before marriage, how to raise the children and how with spiritual fathers assist on a day-to-day. -day. They don't do a day-to-day -day issue. What the highest thing the spiritual fathers do, obviously, is to preach to you, number one. Number two, um, 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 uh, you, the, the, you, the, what your spiritual father can even be your, the, 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 what is it called, the, 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 the pastor in your local church is the one that oversees your spirit and everything. Is that okay? So, everything is teaching. He does counseling, you go for counseling. He can only counsel you. He can take you to the river. He cannot teach you how to, he cannot force you to drink water. So, he gives you counsel either one-on-one -on -one or from the preaching and the messages that you hear him preach and all that. And then you have to do what you have to do. It's just like talking about taking your children to school. No matter how much your children go to school, your the teachers cannot do everything for, the, for, for, your, for your children. You still have to be a, a mother. 
or a father to your children, no matter what they teach them outside there? I think that must have answered your question. I think that's all for today, right? All right. Um, um, I strongly believe you have been blessed today. I don't run out of words. I always run out of time. And my time is already up today. And I have been talking, on, uh, I started with the teaching on the errors of the past. We began to look at the ways that uh, uh, fathers kind of treated certain people. I think the person who was asking that question, if you listen to my, some of my mes messages before, you will see how we try to deal with that in that area. But this area is just to help to bridge the gap, to make sure that the enemy, the witchcraft trap, the enemy is setting for so, so many people and they are falling into those traps. My teaching is to help people understand that, uh, that, that, that there is no need for all those kind of confusion that we have in the body of Christ today, where people are just having unnecessary squabbles where there is no need for it. So next week, we're going to continue from where uh, I stopped today, but looking looking at a different direction altogether. Of course, still in church-related matters and ministry especially. For some people who are... Uh, we see dying before their time. I want to. I want, I'm going to be sharing that next Sunday. I mean, next Monday. Why do some people die before their time? Why do we have more ministers dying before their time, beginning from the days of 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 Jacob and up to now? I'm going to be sharing that with us on 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 Monday. God does not delight in the death of anyone, but in our liberty and freedom. And the Bible says, "You will know the truth. The truth you know." We set you free. Thank you for watching this hour of truth. I believe you have been blessed. I believe I've not bored you. I believe that what you have heard today is going to be is going to, it's going to help you to make a better decision or a better choice tomorrow. If you have any 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 question, you should still go ahead. Even if you watch this after I'm off air, go ahead and send your question on that particular uh, phone number there plus two seven eight three six seven zero three seven two seven. I'll be dealing and answering those questions possibly uh, because of my ministration next week or before my ministration. We will see how it goes, but. It is same time, same platform, 8 o'clock every Monday. We deal specifically on issues of, the, of church health. So that's what we do. We deal with every Sunday, every, every Monday, 8 o'clock South African time. Then Wednesday, midweek service, uh, same platform is 5.30. It's not 8 o'clock. It's 5.30 to 7.30 South African time. And that is our breakthrough service and mondays on sunday morning we have our first service nine o'clock to eleven o'clock and that is what we call empowerment service and um eleven o'clock to twelve thirty is what we call prophetic service and it's always unusual go to my website up to my uh, our, my facebook page and then you go, you're going to see a whole lot of uh, information that you're going to get you're going to get there and of course we have a lot of our branches all over south africa the address and the, phone, the address and the phone numbers are right at the bottom of this particular uh, telecast. You should possibly, uh, the, the one, of, one of our branches is close to you. Why not just check it out and then pay us a visit this coming Sunday and we look forward to seeing you. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you again. I remain your favorite bishop. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Thank you for joining us today with Bishop Dr. Joshua N. Simeon. Stay connected. You can also contact us 083-670-3727 or email us info at commandofaith.org.